I'll let me do the intro because this is a good one. I want to I want to make it legit. Welcome to the Military Transition Tip Podcast. I show about the trials and tribulations of military transition and life on the other side. We counter fear and uncertainty with healthy conversations and information. Today I got in the studio with me, Justin Price. What's up? And Robin. Hey yo. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be talking about the uh civilian perception of the military today. Justin, you want to you want to start that off? Yeah, no, I just I just I had a couple of conversations with um, some people and and um, their perception of the military in in general and and people that come from there, right? And the perception is is that it's a very blue collar job. It's a lot of people that on the negative side, right, and the not so like flattering side it's like it's people that didn't really have anything to do and didn't have anywhere to go and mm, uneducated it, is a big one educa- yeah. educated and the military was like their their last resort type type thing um and they essentially just think that all we do is take orders which we which we do but they don't know if like the guidelines what we're governed by right um and so that's the the mindset to include all we do is party, like drink, drink, do stuff like that. Um, and you know, essentially, I don't necessarily blame them if they haven't really had any experience and if all they see are, are movies, right? Mm. Or I knew a guy that was, right? And insert the almost the worst example you could ever imagine, <laughs> right? Yeah, Freddy Krueger was in the military, right? And we all see how that turned out, right? Yeah, <laughs> something, something like that, and and so. C's beginning of uh, Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> right, right. And so I spent a lot of time, and it was crazy. Like, I never really led with me being in the military um, outside of, of the base. I always just try to come at someone as, like, I'm a person. And if they asked, then I'd be like, yeah, I'm in the military. Because in my mind, they have to come to a decision. Whatever I know about the military, I have to question if this person fits this, Right. Yeah. And so they can either double down, right? And that's probably not the person I really want to associate with. Or they have to ask themselves, well, okay, well, this is someone that's different. Based on what I, what I know, based on the things I've experienced, this person is might be a different person. And then I might be open to, to find out more about that that person. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I try to, to, to combat in surrounding areas outside the military base, right? Because everyone pretty much knows if you're around there, you're probably military. You have a certain haircut. And to include even living in Korea for a bit as well, right? Oh, I know how you military people are. I know how your soldiers are. I know that you're loud, obnoxious, do all these things, right? Necessarily, it wasn't always the best look that we portrayed, right? So you always had to combat that. And you, you might be starting off as a negative um, in their eyes. Yeah, it's you, you, you approach folks, you know, and their experiences and opinions, uh, uh, what I what I've what I've seen is that a lot of folks will if they especially if they don't like you said they don't have any firsthand experience like they didn't know anybody nobody in their family that they associate everybody, everybody has a grandfather that served in you know Vietnam or something but um, yeah so they they take their their opinions with that and they they assume that okay well you're you you must be infantry then and then if you say you're not infantry instantly they stop giving a fuck. That's it. Yeah, you're like, oh, you're in the Marine Corps, right? So you, you, you're infantry? 
No, no, no. I was computers. Oh, okay. You don't really matter no more. That's yeah. it. Are Thanks. You, were you really in the military? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And, and then you get like the, you really? what's it called? The microaggressions where like, yeah. You know, oh yeah, John, you were a Marine, right? Yeah, yeah. But he was just IT. You know, he, he was just a bitch. You know, that's, that's pretty much what, that's essentially the same statement. Like, oh, he wasn't really in the military. You know, he, and that, that discounts everybody that, yeah. you know, and that goes to people inside the military too. If you are not infantry, right? Yeah. If you're not one of these combat MOSs, they may view you the same way in the military, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you know, I know we have these different standards for, for our physical training now, like even for our tests, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. they have, Hey, if you are like a combat MOS, you have to have higher standards. Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that must be a difference than I, than I remember. It's, it's fairly, it's fairly new. It's the okay. So it's fairly new. Um, but they have different standards than the person that's like, for me, where I like, it's like the bare minimum, right? Like mm. I need to do uh, one, like knee tuck, <laughs> but yeah. two, if I feel like overachieving, right? So they, there's essentially, they do kind of look down or I can see why they do, right? Mm. In, in that aspect so not necessarily just in the military and then outside of that the civilian world is the same thing the military just they have different standards but the civilian they just don't know they like they don't know how many occupations are really in there to be yeah. honest they're just like oh you just guns boom the tank movie right yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. What was that one uh 13 hours right with john krasinski mm -hmm. uh yeah if you if you're not doing that if you're not out there doing doing something like that then they don't think you're real you're not you're not real military yeah, you defended our country uh doing the escape key control delete is that what you did yeah, yeah. You're, you're making our lives safer by making yeah. copies were you okay yeah that's how it is and you know in, in my experience right you know whoever can say whatever they want about this in the comments or whatever but you know, I knew a lot more folks that weren't infantry with with combat actions, and you know, and and, and have seen things than yeah. than I met folks that were infantry that had that. And it's just a, again, that's the sake of when I joined, right? Uh, I joined at the mid to end of Afghanistan. A lot of folks, uh, you know, they we were deployed, but we didn't, you know, we may not have seen anything. And then there's folks that were attached, you know, they they may be, uh, you know, you may be an admin folk, but you know, you might be attached to Marsoc, you might be attached to something else, and you just because you're not that job next you know you're in a situation where you're on a convoy and you're taking fire like folks don't folks don't understand that just because you're not a special forces person or an infantryman like does not mean you you're not putting your life in danger all the time and just because you are an infantryman or special forces doesn't mean that you ended up in a situation like that so i think folks need to just not have generalization on their opinion of the military you need to just deal with that person who they are and it, Another thing, when they get out, none of that matters anymore. So, like, whether you were, you know, an IT guy and been in like four firefights, now that you, now you're Bob doing IT, you're Bob doing IT. You shouldn't have to be, you know, always reminded of that over and over again, or even judged by that at all. So, like, you know, unless you're a person that, you know, that's what you really value in your life was that those experiences, then so be it. But some people. Uh, most people I know that have been in, they they rather just let that be their past and they don't want to bring it up all the time. Yeah, if you know, you know. But, you know, you're, you're right in that aspect. You're right. But I I assume, <clears throat> when I say, like, I've been, like, even deployed, they're like, oh, deploy! You you were doing it? Like, no, I wasn't. I really wasn't. <laughs> like, I, I spent a lot of time, not necessarily, like, in a, in a tent with you. That's where I spent most of my work. I worked inside. 
Does that sound cool? I'm, I'm jealous. And yeah. that, that's one of the reasons why I left aviation. Because I was, <laughs> I was constantly working outside when it's hot and cold, like on the snow, ice. And, you know, I was, state, well, I was deployed to Bagram, which is known as Rocket City. And we were getting bombed every day. So it was equal. Like, you know, bomb is equal to everyone, right? Like, everyone was getting bombed every day. You know, like, they usually, uh, I forgot, like, what it's called. Like, they, they have, like... Uh, they have a system that take down the 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 bombs uh, while it's in the air. But you oh, know, like you experience that. Oh, I got you. So it was, it like raises up, it yeah, it's like oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot I forgot the name yeah. for it, but you know, it's, it's equal to everyone. Like I was, I mean, I was not like fighting back, but you know, I was just only working on the helicopter. Oh shoot, it's my time! I gotta, go. <laughs> I gotta go to the bunker, and they tell you it's like, oh, you don't even have time to like go to the bunker, but you don't have time to go to bunker. So just best believe you're just like lay down. Lay down, you know, like stomach facing the ground, and just just hope you don't get hit. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, but but back to what you said in the beginning, uh, Justin, where uh, you know people people think that um, you know if you're in the military that like you said blue collar, right? But they discount all the other very very highly technical jobs that are in the military that require honestly a lot of education and training to even step foot like like both of us intel right you you, you weren't gonna allow some brand new green guy you know go in and start delivering intel to the general right you need to definitely understand how to to, to digest and consume and process that information Burden and performance yeah exactly and, and uh you know with helicopter mechanic you're not you you've got i don't know how much training how long was your training before you even hit uh, your first unit so i feel like the training was very compact but it was like five six months something like that mm. we, and if you if you take like newer version of like helicopter that's extra month so it, it's it's kind of like a longer end of military training and how long before you were able to start making these repairs and stuff on your own on my own wow it's like i was not like excelling at my job so it's like probably like a couple of years it was like constant like on the job training because you know I, at least on the aviation side in the military, I feel like the training is, training resources compared to the civilian world and military world is kind of lacking because a lot of trainings are being done by people who learn from the job. Mm. So it's it's kind of based on their experience. Also, I mean, even though like we have, um, we have manual that we can follow, but a lot of things are just coming with experience. Just like, I think like a lot of things are, I mean, not just aviation, but everything else. But yeah, it was just constant on the job training. Mm. Yeah. Do you think that people are necessarily wrong for for thinking that, that way? Do you think people are wrong for stereotyping? I always think that people just go by patterns just based on what they see. Uh, I don't, Again, unpopular opinion, right? I think no one's wrong. You're never wrong for your own opinion. Mm -hmm. You're only wrong when you put that opinion on someone else that it doesn't apply and you try to force it on them. So like, if I think that, you know, all military folk are infantry and anybody that's not infantry is not worth it, right? But I'm talking to an infantry person, that opinion may not, may miss them, right? Because they, that person fits into my opinion box and so they fit nicely 
but it's only when I meet somebody that doesn't fit in there, right? I'm like, oh, you were just IT in the military. You weren't really a Marine. And I'm like, no, no, I did this. You know, I went and I was in combat, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, well, you weren't really. That is when you become wrong. Like when you yeah. start to be like, no, you gave me the evidence, but I'm still going to say you really aren't. That's when I'm like, all right, bro, you shut up. It's really about them. It's really for them to feel like they're, they need to be right about something. Yeah. Right. I met a lot of people that were like super open to, um, changing their opinion right because like you said somebody they could have a bad bad uh experience with somebody that was military right uh, military is millions of, of folks that served you know it's only like what one percent of the population total yeah but like a lot of people that served and not everybody is you know a medal of honor full of integrity you know personally like we're, we're all humans that go through this you know this transformative you know, experience but some people that transformation didn't stick all the way and they're still just shady people wearing camis you know and if they get out there shitty people that used to wear camis yeah. and then now if you meet that shitty person that's that and that's your first like military veteran experience that might create that opinion it's like oh i met yeah. freaking steve and all he ever talked about was killing people and all this and then it turns out that he didn't kill anybody because he was admin and he actually you know and then next you know you're just like oh well if you're not you know that that's how opinions can be formed so yeah. you never know what that person experienced so to your to your credit yeah yeah have you um i don't know do you think for, for me i kind of see that for, for for dating to be honest with you um it's always kind of um when i was active duty that was always the mindset, right? And that's always something that I had to to combat. Um, John, did you have to experience that when you were active? Did I mean you're Hawaii? I, I don't know. What the, I assume most people thought that people in the military in Hawaii. That's my assumption. So maybe I'm wrong in this. Oh uh, well. So <laughs> when I was in Hawaii, I, I dated with um, Korean girls. So they. Oh, that's why I just asking. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So like, they they didn't really have like a negative thought about u.s military and i mean they thought it was cool and it's just like you know one of the job you know it's like like i i don't believe that you know like people in the people in the military is also just you know just just regular people trying mm -hmm. to live their life you know especially i mean i'm not i'm not like a special you know operator or something like that and i think i think they understood yeah, well, thankfully, I guess. I mean, but I've seen some people kind of, kind of think like military folks are a bit, a bit off, mm. a bit, a bit crazy. <laughs> Might be true. Might be true. I mean, everyone could be a little bit off, and everyone could be a little bit crazy. And it, I don't know. I don't know if I have to, if I have to fight that. You know? Oh uh, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I think. Uh, yeah. The, the, the thing is, um, like, so we're here in Seattle, um, is being in a place where it's not necessarily super pro-military, right? Down south in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you for your service, right? No, oh, yeah, yeah. Right, that's why I buy you coffee, right? The thing is for me to go back or to go to a place where it's not that common. Mm -hmm. That makes mm -hmm. sense. So me going back home to New Jersey, that's where, like, I would probably want to see how experience things or if i'm walking in new york city or or like even even here i don't wear that much military stuff here to be honest I have a sweater maybe some of the, the gym shorts perhaps but like no one ever stops to have a conversation about it 
one person did, but it was prior service. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's usually what you run into. Other private service people, especially out here, where it's like, oh my God, you're here? Like, I didn't think anybody, any veterans were in the city. You know, right. it's like, oh, right. yeah. Right. Um, but to that point, maybe that would be a good experiment. Like, oh, I wore this for a week and this happened, right? And then you can't believe what someone said. Like, and then clickbait. But um, yeah, I think I should probably do that. But for the most part, no one has really said anything Jong even on it as far as asking for military discounts because that's something yeah that's why yo i i have not asked for military discount the entire time i was in uh, <laughs> i regret I it man it. i regret it. i never used it that's that's the the first thing that's the only time i tell people that i was in the military yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got that military discount yeah oh yeah right away you got your id <laughs> do i and you know by the way like i have theory going on there is no asian restaurant in the U.S. offers military. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to, you know, like at least like 100 different Asian restaurants, right? Like Korean restaurant, Japanese yeah. restaurant, Chinese restaurant, Thai restaurant. None of them so far offered a military discount. Oh, man. Yeah, we got to change that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, if, if, if you're uh, if you're an Asian uh, restaurant owner uh, listening to this podcast, uh, please consider having a military <laughs> discount. Yeah. You'll be the first one and written in history. You hey, know? listen, look, military folks love Asian restaurants. Yeah. So fact, you, you, scientific you, fact. Yeah, scientific yeah. fact. They love Asian restaurants and Asian women. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you get both of those together, you have a, 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 your business will boom. Yeah, yeah everyone does. <laughs> yeah, have a, yeah. That's, that's true. Uh, so actually, uh, another thing that I think is a really good topic to bring up in this case is like perception when looking for a job of veterans. Mm. I um. So I know there's a lot of folks that like a lot of companies that uh, have programs to hire veterans, but I've noticed that certain like folks that interview like individuals, um, and met, sometimes no fault to their own, have no way to discern like what your military skill sets but even if it's the same job like it to it or you know mechanic to mechanic sometimes they don't value properly like your experience in the military because they don't they have no idea and they they, they assume like you said like okay so maybe you had this job but you barely did it or whatever you know or i don't understand what this means like what do you mean you held the systems up for you know seven months so you you did this for seven months straight like yeah that was the deployment you know it's like Sometimes they don't know how to value. So what, what do you got? What's your experiences in that? Yeah, my last interview experience was was really interesting. So um, it was five people that interviewed me, right? So almost back to back. But the last person was considered like a, a bartender. It was outside the organization. And that was the most intimate um, conversation I, I had. Not like sexually intimate, just like personal. The reason disappointing. Being, yeah, <laughs> the reason being is this person um, was an engineer and um, he just started to become like a manager. And so what he kind of highlighted and wanted to focus on was like leadership and team building because he's never been in that position before. So he asked me about certain things to like handle certain people. He's like, yeah, I, I, I'm outside the organization. I don't really know what you guys do. This is my assumption. But like this team building thing is something I didn't really experience. Um, and he was genuinely curious and generally took interest in it. But I'm thinking maybe I didn't necessarily um, highlight that, the, the working together, the, the managing people, and 
that much. Maybe that's to my to my fault, to be honest. Because essentially they were just looking to see if they could work with me, to be honest. Um, and I, I look back at that, and that that changed my perspective about a lot of things, a lot of interviews. Yeah, uh, well, that I think that's a good good thing that some um, civilian folks uh, think that you know we're still good at you know team building and stuff, which is not wrong. You know, uh, I think I think this general approach is a, a bit different. Um, I think uh, in the military, you kind of they make you follow uh, the the authority, um, and I think I think that's that was like the first first step of like me being into like the team building and that and then after after that like you kind of like start getting to know each other and and you get like really personal because you know you you live in the same building or at least like a same town and and you have like you work out in the morning together and have breakfast together and work together have lunch together and after lunch you keep working together and have dinner together and stuff so i think like the the general approach would be a little bit different from civilian world so i i'm really curious how you you say you didn't really like really highlight that but like did you like yeah, how did you explain you, it you're, you're right you spend an, in, an interesting amount of time with um with someone in the, in the military yeah um to your point like not just work Right. Yeah, yeah. You are doing all these things together. Um, but I didn't put that on my resume because it was always like a numbers thing. I had to quantify something. But how do I quantify leadership? Yeah, how do I quantify the fact that I work well in this in this system, right? Mm -hmm. I just almost have to kind of bring it up. Maybe that's in when they ask me a question, maybe some of my answers that I practice will incorporate some of those oh i had to work with a different personality they asked those questions yeah yeah Des describe a time where you worked with someone that you didn't necessarily agree with how that worked out right um and maybe i should really not really highlight it but find a way to work that in when i'm asked these questions right if it's tech you kind of have like your personal interview and then you have your also your your technical one so maybe not so much in the technical space because they'll probably see how you think but definitely in that personal one because that's when they're finding out, like, can I imagine sitting next to this person, jokes, laughs with this person? Like, yeah. That's where I really need to highlight it. I think sometimes, aspect. too, they're trying to see if they, especially if they know your military, mm -hmm. looking at your resume, they're sure. trying to see if, like, you're, you're one of those crazy military folks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, I, and I say that in quotations, right? That from their perception, like, oh, is this guy, you know, this person they crazy you know because they may not even know yeah, what right. military person looks like you know outside of outside of what they see on tv yeah can yeah. can this person do other than you know killing people <laughs> yeah can, can they operate on a team like are they gonna freak out yeah i think that's the perception that they have when they when they're doing interviews there's another thing i want to say i think you brought it up like leadership i think it actually was you uh robin um when you learn how to lead in the in the military um you know it's when, especially when you like if you get into the early earlier ranks like you you kind of mimic what you what you saw like you you um i do i say you do right like i i say do do this thing you do it like and you quick i feel i find that you quickly learn in the military some people don't ever learn it but most people learn that you can't 
only just order folks like no, you have to no. have buy-in even with your subordinates in order to get something done uh the best leaders uh in the military that i've run uh understood that and the worst leaders in the military never got that through their head mm-hmm. like they only like that, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier like the um the identity like if you identify so hardly you know hardly in your in your uh your rank that you think that that's the only thing that you need to get anything done yeah I, I, that's a, that's a recipe for a terrible leader honestly and um uh most of the people that i've met that are like interested in 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 like leadership in the military like they 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 uh they value that right because we we know how to handle so many different aspects of leadership because when you lead in the military it's not just getting the job done mm-hmm. you have to the technical part the personal part like hey right. is, is robin justin you know, are they doing good at home are they managing their money all these things that you have to to manage and lead right. this person through that when you strip all that back to just work you're like okay this is this is easy but again if you're only the if you're that person a that learns that you have to get by and learn and you know leave some folks besides just uh tell them to do it and then they do it yeah i I think it's really hard to define what the good leadership is because everyone is different. You know, like the leader, leader could be, you know, they, leaders have like different uh, personality and as like someone, you know, like I say, like follower, maybe like, you know, they, they have like different mm. personality and capacity, right? Like technical capacity, physical capacity, emotional capacity. So I, I think for leaders, like they actually have to care you know like they actually have to care enough to know the capacity of this person mm. so of course like you want to like push their limit but like not too far or like not them like idling just they they don't feel like they were doing well at their job or something yeah. like that so I, I feel like that's something that could be transferred from the military to like to civilian world maybe like it's, it's kind of like an equal thing like like empathy is like really important like you have to like really really care especially in the military like you said you we have to care about the, the the let's say like your fellow marines or fellow soldiers emotional yeah. uh, status or like their family status or financial status you know family like a lot of things it you yep. you just have to care and try to understand you know you you could be a great person you could have like you could be like amazing at your job like technically and you could be like really physically fit and you're like man of skill like emotionally just well off right but not everyone is like you, you know? yeah and and it's really important to especially for leaders to understand like other people especially people under them yeah I think that's that's super important what, what you said which is uh i like to note significantly better than the way i was trying to put it uh no nah, but I, I think you're right you know and um i think that we are very well versed in that you know um you know there's a lot of folks that are great at leadership in the military right and and going back to like per, the perception piece um you know when, when when somebody is interviewing somebody in the military that is the one thing i've noticed is 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 like appreciated is the leadership because i, I noticed that in, in my, my particular company they talk about like oh hey this person has 12 reports that's too many and i'm like dang 12 that's it like i remember being in charge of like 60 80 dudes you know but depending on how big the platoon is and you know and so i'm like dang you know because you, then you learn that 
military folks are so used to dealing with massive numbers of people besides unless you talk about you know squad level even a squad is big you know 12 can be can be pretty large um and so uh when you cut start to cut trim this this fat and you ended up being at like okay hey you're managing just someone's work life and it's only like six or eight people that's like any military leader is like oh i, I got this like right. I, I i can do this like sure. this is no 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 i'm agreeing with you no no i'm saying i thought i thought you, you had yes you a look in your eyes like no, oh he's no, gonna no, say no, something I'm, I'm, no, I'm just, no i was just i agree <laughs> with you audibly yeah <laughs> Is there any like spark going on? No, no, I was just, I was just, just in yeah. there. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's right. This, right. At this moment, we fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I, I, I think, I think you, you guys, you guys hit it on the head with this one. Yeah. All right, I guess that that makes the natural end of this one. <laughs> hey, real quick, John, um, would you feel like I'm appropriating? Or if it's disrespectful if every time someone said something, I was like, yeah, yeah. No, I don't, I don't think so. Unless, like, Can you, you explain mocking. it to me and anybody else who has no idea what you're talking about right now? It, it, well, you, you are the subject matter expert on anything career here, John. But uh, I'm just yeah. going to take a stab at it first, like a serial killer, and see if I get it right. Um, so the they or nay? To my understanding is that if you're listening to someone, it is to affirm that you are listening. Like it's an audible saying like, yes, I understand. Yeah. Yes, I'm listening to to something. Yeah, you're basically like, it's a gesture of mm. that you are following mm. your, what mm. you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And what was, what was it? Nay. Nay. Nay is like, yes, you're agreeing with you. Nay. And okay. like you're, you're going on the right track. Like, let's say like, if, if someone is explaining something to me and... Um, if I if I understand, you know, it's like nay, nay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nay. I just just showing them, showing them I'm, I'm following. Yeah. Okay. Super respectful. Super respectful. Didn't know that. Mm. Now I know. Yeah. Or or mm, right? Mm. Is, can you make sounds or is it just? Yeah. Mm. No, I don't know. Honestly, like I haven't been to Korea and I haven't like lead as like a professional in Korea, right? Uh, so like I only went to like you know high school, like you know like like schools, and I didn't have to like really care about like. Oh, so you don't know what professional with a professional etiquette? Yeah, like is. like yeah. let's say like a corporate environment. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, but like generally you're you're on you're on the track. Yeah, you're right. All right, nah. There it is. <laughs> Got it. And that's the green one again. All right. All right. As always, uh, thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow, review, and share the show with anyone who needs to hear it. Until next time, NTT out. Peace.